Good morning, family. So we're going to do something just a little different this morning. So Amy and I are going to work together on doing a little teaching. Can you guys actually move over? We're going to all work together. Can you guys move in a little bit towards the middle-ish area? It's going to be participatory, so it's easier if everyone's all together. Yeah. So one one of the things that I really like about... Uh, when we gather, is is that there's a multiplicity of, of gifts. There's a multiplicity of, of people, of strengths that the Lord has put into an individual body. Uh, and I enjoy actually letting all of those things all work out uh, throughout a service, throughout just um, all different ways that we can do it. Um, and so today, uh, what we, what we want to do is actually go through a scripture together, which means that we don't have full control over how this goes. Uh, that you guys actually participate, and w- this could go one direction, or it could go a different direction, or it could go a completely other direction, uh, but we'll all be looking at the same scripture together. Uh, and this is, this is sort of something that Amy and I used to do when we first started dating. She would, it was generally her, she would text a scripture verse, and I'd be like, oh, that makes me think of these other scriptures, uh, and then I'd, I'd write this text back to her, and then she would write back and be like, oh, that makes me think of this, and we'd text all these scriptures back and forth to each other. Uh, but it was really fun because it was just like, this one scripture made me think of this, which made me think of this, which you know, made her think of these other things, and then we were just talking all about these different things all together from one scripture. So that's what we hope to do this morning, is go through Psalm 146, the whole psalm, which is, I think, like 10 verses or something like that. So not terribly long, uh, but we want to do this together. Uh, But just to kind of whet our appetite to get us, our brains working in this way, if if I gave you a verse, uh, and then you had to think of, what does it make you think of? We're going to start with one, which is John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Does that make you think of any other scriptures in the Bible? Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Great job. Yep. All right. So that's a good example. Or think of when Jesus would, was tempted for 40 days in the wilderness. That would link to what? Noah. Noah. 40 yep. days on the ark, right? Yep. Any other examples? There's multiple things, actually. <laughs> the Exodus. The Exodus, Exodus yep. 40 days in the 40, 40 years. years in the wilderness. Yep. yep. So we're going we're gonna to have these different scriptures, and we're going to ask you guys to join us uh, in thinking through, what does this make you think of? Yeah. And there's, there's not a wrong answer. Think uh, of it more like a home group where yeah. we all just participate and talk about a scripture. So feel free to, we're, we're going to give opportunity to speak up, so be willing to say something if you're thinking about a scripture that goes with it, or whatever, you, whatever your thoughts are on these passages, and do it with us. Yep. I think it's more interesting than just listening to one person talk, that we all get to engage and, and hear what, what is, what's the gift that the Lord is putting into each one of us. So let's start by just reading through the entire psalm together. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice to the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. 
The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. All right, just before we get into any specific spots in there, just is, is there anything that stands out to anybody uh, from that passage? Yep. I will praise the Lord while I have life and breath. Like, I have an opportunity, a time period here on earth hmm. that I can use to praise the Lord and I will choose to do it. Yeah, that, so just for the, the people who are, who are watching, he said that there's a time period that that we have to praise the Lord. It's like, while I have life, while I have breath in, me, in my being, uh, that I will praise the Lord. Anything else stand out to anybody? I like the part about the widow, because I'm a new widow, and I've been telling people that uh, God has a special place in his heart. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Whenever I look at it, I kind of see like this kind of entire encapsulation of almost the Old Testament hmm. and like different stories within it. Uh, releasing the prisoners, we uh, Joseph that gets sold in slavery. Yeah. The two prisoners, one fortunately meets his demise, and the other one goes on to find favor. Mm-hmm. And then Joseph goes on to find favor. Yeah. Feeding the hungry again with Joseph, like saving up that food for those who were starving during uh, the famine. Just like all these little things that pop up throughout. Yeah. Well, sorry for the people watching. I'm not going to repeat all that. <laughs> but that was really good. Thanks, Caleb. <laughs> Anything else? Stand out to anybody? Another one? I thought about, uh, I thought about uh, Isaiah 61. Yeah, we'll get to that one. And it's interestingly enough, as, as we also think of that, um, we think of how um, Jesus read that that portion from a squirrel in the temple and he said this has been fulfilled in your midst. Yeah. So um, so as as we walk through our lives as Christians, um, he has fulfilled that and um, and and gives us hope yeah. through our lives now. Yeah. In eternity. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. All right, let's start by going through it. Um, We're kind of going to break it up into uh, little sections. So the first section will be verses 1 and 2. We'll read those. So it says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Does that make you think of any other scriptures, any other psalms, any other place in the Bible that you you have that, um, those words come to mind? Yep. Psalm 103. What Bless is that one? Bless the Lord, O my soul. Yep. Any other one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should we check them all out, all 50 of them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any other, other passages that people think of? Praise the Lord without ceasing. Mm, yeah. That's good. 
One of the ones that makes me think of is from, uh, there are actually two psalms, so Dan, we're going to do two of, the, two of the 50 that you mentioned. Uh, so Psalm 62, uh, verses, verse 1 says, my soul waits for the Lord. And then in verse 5, it says, wait for the Lord, O my soul. And I find that interesting that the first one is like, my soul waits for the Lord. And then four verses later, he's like, soul, wait for the Lord. That, that our soul actually has to be told sometimes <clears throat> what to do. Like that, that we sometimes... Uh, it is doing something, and then sometimes we have to go. We have to remind it that this is actually what you're supposed to do. You're actually supposed to be praising Him. You're actually supposed to be waiting for Him. You're actually supposed to be taking courage in Him. Uh, whether whether it was at one point, it may not be now, and we can tell our soul this is what you're supposed to do. Uh, one of the other things that it makes me think of is uh, Psalm 42, and David there says, "As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul longs for you." That there's actually something of our soul that. That, that in its deepest core, that it actually longs for the presence of the Lord, it actually longs to be with him, just in the same way that, that the deer pants for the water, just the, as the same way when, when we get thirsty, that we're like, the only thing that could possibly satisfy is a nice cold cup of water to actually rehydrate me, that when, when our soul is empty or when it, when it feels lacking, it's actually his presence. It's actually him. He's the one that, that we long for. Yeah, and just the, I will praise the Lord as long as I live in verse 2. Um, it is true, like, during this life, we only have a certain amount of life to live. But I, it also makes me think of, we have eternal life. And what does it say we do in Revelation? It says we praise the Lord. And so, like, it's not even just this life. But when we are in eternal life, we will continue to praise the Lord as long as we live, which yeah. will be forever. Yeah. And so it's just like... This life and the ne- next life will be praising the Lord our whole life, as long as we have breath. Yeah. Any other things that even what we just said makes you guys think of? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. In him we live and move and have our being. Yep. Yeah. I think of him as a daddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you think of him as a daddy. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Enter into his gates with thanksgivings and his courts with praise. Uh, verses 3 and 4. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man, in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Does that make you think of any, any scriptures? Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Okay. Did Andrew have something? Proverbs. Proverbs? What part? The wicked will fail. Yep. Yeah, on, his, yep. on that very day that he dies, his plans perish because yeah. they were nothing, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yep, that's good. And not in your own understanding. Yeah. I think it's Psalm 49 talks about um, powerful people just perish, will perish like the animals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of, the, one of the things that makes me just think of just naturally is um, putting out your trust in princes that doesn't matter if the person has authority or not. Um, it doesn't matter who the highest ranking person in our country or another country or what's going on in this world or business or whatever it is. 
um, that that's not where our trust goes. It doesn't matter who's, who's elected. It doesn't matter who's not elected. It doesn't matter who's in what form of authority. Uh, that we don't put our trust in that. That we put our trust in Jesus Christ. Uh, it also just makes me think of uh, in Isaiah 59, verse 16, uh, the Lord is actually looking for the righteous. He's looking to find somebody. Who, who will actually live right? Who's actually going to do the righteous deeds? Who's actually going to live justly? Who's actually going to live the way that I've called people to live? And he looks and he can't find anybody. So he says, I saw that there was no man and wondered that, that there was no one to intercede. Then his own arm, which is the Lord's arm, his own arm brought him salvation and his righteousness upheld him. So it, even when he looks out and he goes, I can't find anybody in power or anybody lowly that is righteous, I will come and do it myself. And that's where we actually put our trust in him because it's like we know in and of ourselves that j- just like Debbie said, that in him we live and move and have our being. So it's not in us. It's in him that we live and move and have our being. And even in Psalm 20, uh, verses 7 and 8, it says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and we stand upright. And I just love that last part, that they collapse and fall, those who, who are trusting in other things, but we who trust in the name of the Lord, that we rise and we stand upright. Yeah, and just the son of man part, is interesting because it says us in a son of man in whom there is no salvation and we know they were waiting for a son of man to come and we know that that's jesus and he is the son of man and in him there is salvation mm-hmm. and so like through all the people that you know the great leaders the princes all those none of them had salvation it wasn't until we get to jesus that that's fulfilled in and he brings salvation. Um, and then also it, when it says, on that very day, his plans perish. Just to contrast that with, um, with God, in Joshua twenty-one forty-five, it says, Not one word of all the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed. All came to pass. Hmm. And that's just to show that God is a God of his word. And we can trust in him because... He never fails, and his plans never perish. Even when us as humans, we die, our plans fail, right? But God, his plans never fail, and we can trust in him because of that. Yeah. Are there any other things from that, uh, verses 3 and 4, that makes you guys think of? Better to put your trust in the Lord than in man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the other things it reminds me of is in Second uh, Chronicles 69 that the eyes of the Lord actually run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. That as we put our trust in him, that as we're, we're those who are praising him, that as we, we are those who, whose heart is for him and blameless toward him, that he actually gives support, that he actually gives strength, that he's looking for us. That he's actually, like, his eyes are like, yep, I know him and her and him and her, and I will give strength to each one of them, and they will stand upright and be strong. So in uh, verses 5 and 6, it says, Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever. Does that make you guys think of anything in particular? Genesis 1. Genesis 1? Mm-hmm. Which part? The, the, the God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them? 
Yeah. Anything else that makes you think of? Lutheran liturgy growing up? Which part? <laughs> Our hope is in the name of the Lord. Mm. Our help? Our help. Yeah. 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 That's good. I was reading Psalm 4 this morning in verse 3. I just kept getting stuck on verse 3. And it said, But know that the Lord is set apart the godly for himself. The Lord appears to the godly. That's good. That's good. Psalm 4, verse 3. The Lord has set apart the godly for himself, and he hears when they call. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, when Jesus proved the, his, the resurrection to the Pharisees, that he's the God of the living. That's good. So that, uh, that verse that it says, Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob. One of the things that makes me think of is just, just being the God of Jacob. That, that what do we know about the story of Jacob? That, that he goes off and he serves Laban, and Laban continually changes his wages over and over again. And it says in Genesis 31, verse 8, it said, If he said that the spotted shall be your wages, then all the flock bore spotted. And if he said the striped shall be your wages, then all the flock bore striped. I just find that fascinating that it wasn't, it wasn't Jacob that pulled this off. It wasn't like he was just like some incredible breeder. Uh, that it was actually the Lord. Like the Lord actually helped him. And so even when his wages were changed, the Lord is going, Oh, I heard. I heard that he changed it. So here you go. Like, I will give you all the striped ones this time, or I'll give you all the spotted ones this time. Um, it says, blessed is he whose, whose God is the God of Jacob. And that's our God, is the one who does that for us. Uh, one of the other things it makes me think of is, is blessed is he whose help. So blessed, uh, that we know there's other places in the Bible. So there's two places that I think of. One being Psalm 1. So blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, who stands not in the way of the sinner or sits in the seat of the scoffer but his light is in the law of the Lord. Uh, another one that makes me think of is from Matthew 5, the Beatitudes. It says, Blessed are the peacemakers, or the merciful, or those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, or any of those things. That this is, it's blessed are those, those, those who do the things that are, that are called of the Lord. Yeah, and I really like how it says um, in the first part, Blessed is he whose <coughs> help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Mm-hmm. So it becomes like, it's Jacob's God, your ancestors, God, like there's something of faith of generations, but then it also is your God and it, it becomes his God. Um, and I just really like how that's like, he's not just the God of Jacob, God of my parents, God of, you know, those in the past, but he's also now my God. And he does that for each generation. He is, continues to be their God. Um, and I just really like that. Yeah, that's good. Anything else that makes you guys think of, even from what we said or other places in that verses 3 and 4? Or uh, 5 and 6, sorry. Yeah, I'll just read that again. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Mm, that's good. Uh, and that salvation goes back to earlier in verse 3 when there's no salvation in the Son of Man, but in Jesus there is. Yeah. 
Anything else that those passages make you think of? All right, in verse 7 through 9 it says, Who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. <coughs> the Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourner. <coughs> he upholds the widow and the fatherless, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. Any other passages that that makes you think of? Some of the stories in the New Testament, what, what are you thinking of? Feeding of the 5,000. Like opening the eyes of the blind. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, setting the prisoners free. Yep, that's yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm, yep. Yep. The end of James 1 minute says, you're not defiling the dimensions. Yep. Yeah, that's good. What were you going to say, Dan? I was going to say, I'm not sure why that reminds me of these kinds of other guys in the world in the process of the last season. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because he lifts up those who are bowed down. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting because uh, there's all of these different things of like we know that this is true of Jesus, that the, the Lord sets the prisoners free, the Lord opens the eyes of the blind, the Lord is the one who lifts up those who are bowed down. He loves the righteous, the Lord watches over the sojourner and the fatherless and the widow and the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. That we know all of these things are true of him, but then because we are found in him, it's actually uh, imperative upon us as Christians to actually live like him, right? So there's actually something that we as Christians, we actually bring justice, we actually bring righteousness, we actually open the eyes of the blind, we actually look out for the widow and the orphan and those who are oppressed. Um, in Isaiah uh, 1, through seven, uh, 1 verse 17 uh, just before this, uh, the Lord is speaking to the people of Israel and is like, you've rebelled. You've completely gone astray. All of these sacrifices are nothing to me anymore. Uh, everything that you do, you're just doing for your own sake. You, you do it because of ritual. You do it because, because you want to look good, but you don't do it because of a good heart. And in Isaiah 1.17, it says, learn to do good, seek justice, Correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, and plead the, widow, plead the widow's cause. That there's something that of us as believers, that this is actually what we're supposed to be bringing. We're supposed to be bringing that freedom, that righteousness, that justice into society, into wherever we see those things, that we, we actually live that same life out. Yeah, and this is very similar, like you said, Debbie, to Isaiah 61. So I'm going to read just the first two verses of that. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. And just, that's very similar to what it says the Lord does in this psalm. Mm -hmm. And so that's talking about God, and then we know that's fulfilled in Jesus uh, when he read that scripture and said, this is fulfilled in me. Um, but then also, it says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. 
and we know that now the spirit of uh, the Holy Spirit is upon us, and so now we are anointed to bring good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to open the prison to those who are bound, uh, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn. So that's now our uh, job through the Holy Spirit. He gives us the strength and the power to do those things um, with him, and not, not on our own strength. It is only through him and through his Holy Spirit. But just like Stephen was saying, that's now given to us to do, to, to bring justice and um, uphold the widow, widow and the fatherless. Um, yeah, and then uh, in verse 9, it says, The Lord watches over the sojourners. I was reading it in a different translation, and it said, The Lord watches over those residing outside of their native land. And I was just thinking, that's us right now. And just taking comfort in that. But really, that's, that's anyone, especially because we are those residing outside of our native land. Like, we are U.S. citizens, but more importantly, we're citizens of heaven. And so each and every one of us is residing outside of our native land, and God is with us through that, through mm-hmm. whatever situation we're in, whatever country we're in, it doesn't really matter. We're with God, um, and he watches over us. He takes care of us wherever we are. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, just like uh, you said for James 1, just so I can read it out so everybody can hear it, it says, James, James 1, 26 through 27 says, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Okay, so what is good religion? Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans, and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. And there's something of that, that we actually live these things out, that this is uh, not just a a head uh, uh, theology, this isn't just a head Christianity, but this is actually a moving, living, active uh, life reality that we actually live live out of our lives. Any other things that, um, the passages that we added in, or even just the, that verses seven through nine that makes you guys think of still? Yeah, those who are currently blind to to the. Yeah, so the promise is that that the the blind will see whether right now that they're not seeing if 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 the if the the truths of of the, of life aren't coming out right now that they're not being seen by that person that the promise is that that the blind will see. Yeah, that's good. All right, verse 10 says, The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Anything that makes you guys think of? Jesus reigns reigns coming up. Yep, the Lord will reign forever. Yep. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I find it interesting with that one 
that there is a there's going to come a time when he it will be obvious that Jesus is reigning over everything. Uh, but it's interesting that it says that now. That ev- well, even in the Old Testament, before Jesus died, mm-hmm. the Lord will reign forever. He's never stopped reigning through all of this. And, like, he is reigning, he has reigned, and he will continue to reign forever. Like, none of this has phased him reigning. Like, he's yeah. never been dethroned. Yeah. He is still on the throne and will always be on the throne. Yeah. And that, what was that? It was Revelation 11 what? 11. Just 14 maybe? Okay. Is the kingdoms of this world are now the kingdoms of God? Is that the kingdom of this world is now the kingdom of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, anything else from, from that last uh, uh, verse there? The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Psalm 150? Yeah, which part? The whole psalm? Praise the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord. The Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. 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 One of the things I find interesting is that it goes back, actually, to verse 2 in in its own psalm right here. So in Psalm 146, it says, I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Then in verse 10, it says, The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations, praise the Lord. And so it goes from just I individually praising the Lord to now your God, O Zion. So the city of God, the people of God, the whole corporation, the whole group that, that is the Lord's, now all of them to all generations. So this generation, all the past ones, and all the future ones, to every generation, all of them now, instead of just me by myself, let's all praise the Lord, is what it's saying. It's like, that's, what's, that's what we're, we're a part of. Uh, it's, it's part of those, uh, that great cloud of witnesses that, that have all testified before us, going, this is, this is true. This is, this is worth living. This is what our life is actually called to be, uh, that we actually go, I'm joining in those generations, and then I'm training up the next generation and the next generation and the next generation to do the same, that they would also praise the Lord, that they would also be part of the city of God that is Zion. Is there anything else that that, that section makes you think of? He is faithful to all generations. Faithful to all generations. For He reigns for all generations, and he is loving and faithful to all generations. That's good. Yeah, I'm just going to read the whole psalm again and just meditate in, in your mind on it and recall like the things we've said about it and see what else like connects or stand out, out to you while I'm reading it again. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. 
The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Anything else that stands out this time? Andrew? Uh-huh. Sheriff has a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path to shield. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she does not know. Yeah. yeah. And then even in verse 21 through 23, it says, For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. The iniquities of the wicked ensnare him, and he is held fast in the cords of his own sin. He dies for lack of discipline, and because of his great folly, he is led astray. Yeah, so that does go with verse 9. Yeah. Yep. Anything else from that, that psalm in its entirety that stood out to you? I think some have already said it, but some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. It just seems that it shows the faithfulness of God in any area of the world. Hmm, yeah. shows the faithfulness of Yeah. Yeah. Shows the faithfulness of God in, in any area of our lives, in all the different areas. Yeah, that's good. All right, well, we're going to close in prayer then. Dear God, we thank you for your word and just your voice speaking to each and every one of us and um, using us as a whole body together that functions together. And Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness, for your wonderful works that you've shown us, that um, you have never stopped being faithful, God. Um, in every area of our life, Lord, that you reign forever. Lord, we will worship you forever, and we will praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen.